This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Get out of town. Welcome to the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. We've got our producer Ben Stonium here on site for a very special Christmas episode. Look at the splendor around us, John. <sighs> really is special. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas is one of those holidays where if you don't think too hard about it and like some of the holiday awkwardness and pain, it's just fine. Yeah. And that's how we're going to approach it here on this program. We've got a packed show. We've got a packed show. And just a reminder, if you're watching on YouTube, we're also available anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you want to connect with the show, check us out. On the hotline, 412-368-6375. You can, you can leave us a voicemail. You can also text us. You can get textual. Yeah. So please do that. Slide into our DMs. John Steelers, 24-16 winners over the Carolina Panthers. With the exception of two plays, it really, I don't want to say this out loud, it felt like a complete game. Whoa! The, you're go okay. It felt that's where you're complete. going with it. Okay, it felt pretty complete. Yeah, it felt complete, but it felt like I mean the Panthers suck. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, two five and eight teams, and no, I guess in the moment it, I I did some. Maybe it's the holidays. I'm feeling vulnerable or something. I did some like <laughs> I watched a lot of the game on mute. Okay, took a few plays off. I didn't I didn't fully emotionally invest in this game for my own. Sanity. I was in the I was in the protective crouch for this one. I hate to admit it. Um, you don't want to be hurt. That's what I do. That's you know, <laughs> it's men and our emotions and you know I didn't want to feel weak. Let's talk through this. John. Okay. Let's unpack. Okay. No. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No. 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 I would never. I would never do that to a man around the holidays, in in particular. Mm. Okay. Look, the Steelers ran the ball. All right. Absolutely. Just slamming the ball up in there. Right. And this is the craziest stat to me. Panthers, 21 yards rushing. They were they talked a lot on the broadcast for the parts that I was listening. Steve Wilkes was like, hey, let's run the ball, and it changed everything. It's like, they still suck, and I didn't see them run very well at all. Like, Chubbs Hubbs, Chubbs <laughs> Hubbard didn't didn't do much for me. Who was the other guy? Freeman. Who cares, hu- right? Huge, yeah. and was, I'll tell you what, anytime the Steelers play a huge running back... Like Freeman, it's really scary because you're like one violent 16-yard rush away from a really unfair Bettis comparison. Not even yeah. Bettis, not even Bettis comparison, but like they will just summon Bettis into the conversation right. somehow. Like Steelers fans name. are used to hard running. Nah, keep his name out your damn mouth. I agree, but look, Trubisky. You know, if we got that version of Trubisky, we definitely win. One or two more games this year. Yeah. That was as good as he's played. <laughs> right. <laughs> which we've, is extra frustrating. We've seen the top of Mount Trubisky now, which I guess is good. How about Mason on the 
sidelines he was like so pumped to be in uniform mm-hmm. yeah he had smelling salts right and he was just, like doing did you see he was like feeling himself at one point they like cut to him he was like all right i guess you could get in this game you're not gonna but <laughs> the way his body language kind of yeah. led me to believe like trubisky gets hurt obviously i'm in there right as mason rudolph me mason rudolph but also if he if he throws like the worst pick imaginable, I think maybe he was told like, "Listen, if Mitch does any of that hero yeah. hero bullshit he did last week, you're in there. It's you, Mason." What do you? I don't know. What do you think? Because he did have a certain. He was there's some pep in the step. When I saw him, I was like, "This guy thinks he's gonna play today." My, that was my read on it. Did it terrify you, or did it excite you? It excited like the dark side of me. <laughs> you know, I was like, "Ooh, no, please." Right. Don't do it. Don't throw me in the briar patch, Mason. <laughs> he was like, hey, Boswell, why don't you catch some balls? And Boswell's like, hey, why don't you get the hell away from me? Right. I, I like that whole thing that came out, like, Boswell's, like, mean. Is Have that, you heard about this? No, tell me about what it. What was the thing where he was, like, they were coming out of the locker room after a win a few weeks ago. He was like, it's, they were celebrating uh, the, the win. He's like, it's thing. not because of you. It's not because of like. He allegedly said that to Matt Canada. Yeah. It's a ballsy thing for anyone to say, uh, but especially as a kicker who has missed several games and several kicks this right. year. Also, it makes me question, like, you know, we think we have an idea of what it's like to be in an NFL locker room, maybe. I've never thought that. I mean, I haven't been in a locker room since, like, 10th grade gym, but you assume you're like, well, the kicker is clearly not, he's not in there bullying people, but maybe he is. Maybe, like, maybe Cam Hayward's, like, in his locker, like, hey, Chris, he's like... <laughs> Did you look at me? Did I say you could look at me? Eyes mother? down, Cam. <laughs> yeah. You know, maybe it is like that. Maybe there's there's a lot we don't know. That would be heartbreaking. All right, it's time for our Smash Dick Full Bush play of the game. Smash Dick Full Bush. Oh, my God. Even in the holidays, that makes me, that makes me excited. Right. The good kind, not the, not the sequestered dark magic kind you were feeling for yeah. Mason Rudolph getting yeah, in the Yeah, we're game. done we're done with that. Yeah, that was yeah. a good kind. Uplifting. The 11 minute and 43 second drive. Mm. Touchdown drive to start the second half. And I want to be very clear. Touchdown drive. Had that been a field goal drive, that would have been like the worst and most Ooh. accurate encapsulation of this season. Yeah, long, laborious. To think that that lasted for that long and we didn't totally blow it, although very close is what makes it our smash dick full bush play of the game. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want to get your your grubby little mitts this holiday season on a smash dick full bush football shirt, Pittsburgh Clothing Company's got them. Check them out: pghclothing.com/sdfb. And John, I'll tell you, that drive was nearly a lot shorter than eleven minutes and forty three seconds, but yeah. it was masterfully kept alive by the Deontay Johnson taunting penalty. A thing of absolute beauty that really messed with my brain in the moment. I don't. So you said you were watching it on mute. Yeah, he did the like. He flexed in the gentleman's face. Yeah, and God only knows what he said. Adam Archuleta, the uh, the color guy for the broadcast, he uh, he was like, "Did you catch what he was like?" De- Deontay Johnson needs to be burning DVDs of this game and passing them out. Like it was like he went really far into the thing. It was like. Yeah, or, you know, just, like, Dropbox it. 
You know, he actually doesn't have to do it at all. He could probably just YouTube it and send the link to someone. But yeah. <laughs> I bet Adam Archuleta had some sick mixtapes, oh, like yeah. burn CDs. Hell yeah. When he was on the Rams. Right. That's a thing kids today will never understand, burning CDs for the girl you like. Right? You ever do that? Yes. <laughs> very re- I was very reluctant to say that. Yes, we, I did. We didn't do, I didn't do the mixtape, like the actual OG, which is no. the coolest thing. Correct. But, but burning... Burning CDs of some illegally pirated music with ambiguous references to how you like her and how it's all going to work out. That's youth. When I saw the Deontay Johnson 15-yard taunting or unsportsmanlike conduct penalty, I thought, at least we won't see a dumber penalty than that. Right. What could be worse? And how wrong I was. Marcus Allen said, hold my beer, Deontay. I've been thinking about it for 24 hours, Mm -hmm. and I really can't come up with what he must have said or been thinking as a a guy who, like, sees the field outside of the special team's capacity very infrequently. Yeah. I have no idea what possessed him to go over there, like, in their huddle, 4th and 27, and, like, what did he say? Yeah, I think something happens to these guys, these special teams guys. You're on the field, like you said, for so little. You want to make an impact, right? I mean, nowadays— Mission accomplished, Marcus. Yeah. <laughs> nowadays, I mean, you make a tackle, which he's done. He's made some nice tackles on special teams. It's like they got, they always—they never miss a chance— to do the dance or hype themselves up it seems like and that's everywhere that's not just our team but like he joined a class of Steelers players I think you hang around you're like yeah I'm the, I'm the special teams guy. I'm special and it, and it's and I'm in on it and I felt like Deuce Chicolo Anthony Chicolo he got <laughs> he got to that territory and took some took some dumb penalties here and there and the one that really Sticks in my craw. I remember it was in the Super Bowl we lost to the Packers. Kieran Fox. Kieran Fox. It was after the Mendenhall fumble. Things weren't looking great, but we were still alive, and it was like they kicked off, and Kieran Fox took a dumb after the play. Oh, you shoved me, so I have to shove you. Mm-hmm. It's like, let Ben get on the field. So, yeah, Marcus Allen. Also, his face, like... That was what was getting me. I was laughing so hard about him. He was like, he was, he was aghast that he would have like. Right. What, what is? It's what everyone does, you know. You go into a huddle. I will say this in thinking, like, okay, so like, let's work backwards from. Let's say that what Marcus Allen did is a common thing and a good idea. So it's like fourth and twenty-seven. You jog over there. I'm not going to say anything inflammatory, yeah. knowing that it is a little dicey. I right. shouldn't even be over here anyway. So you poke your head in there. And then you start doing multi-level marketing pitch. You're like, hey, fellas. And they're like, why are you here? And you're like, what would you do if money wasn't an issue? And they're like, what? And you're like, what if you were your own boss and could set your own schedule? Right. And like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. But then they're thinking, what would I do? Yeah. And they're elsewhere. You've mentally taken them out of it while you are back in your lizard brain, just out there right. seeing and reacting. And they're like, you know what? Like, have I made prudent financial investments? Something to think about. Okay. All right, Marcus Allen. I've been just refreshing Marcus Allen's Twitter. You know, I, I, I like want like a statement almost. Right. I'm like, I'm like, what could you say? Like, yeah. tell me what you were saying to those dudes. So then I, would, I just searched Marcus Allen's name. I'll read you now the worst tweet I saw on the subject. This is in response to something completely unrelated. 
Uh, you bashed Marcus Allen instead of questioning the call? If that's a penalty, then there would be a taunting penalty after every single big play a team makes. Scott Novak, who's the referee, made bad call after bad call on the Steelers, and you just bashed the team. Can't believe I have to explain. Yo, blaming the ref on the Marcus Allen 15-yarder is... You, that's a special level of fandom right. that you have to ascend to. He went in the huddle. That doesn't happen on, like, any play. You'd call it, John, you'd call it every game yeah. ten times a game. And if you didn't, people would be like, you'd get a letter. I mean, you would not get to do a Super Bowl that year. Also, just knowing who the ref was and being like, I'll never forget Scott Novak screwed us. <laughs> yeah. The Steelers. Remember, Marcus Allen went into the huddle. Did you see the special teams coach? Totally whoever, normal. Whoever that coach was, he was like... <laughs> What? What are you doing? Who Who are you? John, it's our holiday episode. It is. And what are the holidays, if not a time, to experience joy, mm. to celebrate together with family and friends, maybe have some libations, Ooh. just to kind of commune around a Yule log, good times like that. We've put together a musical collection that I think will I think it'll speak to a lot of folks out there. Mm. We want to share it with you. Take a listen. You've heard his long meandering voicemails. Now, for the first time ever, a holiday music collection unlike any other. It's your dad's buddy Christmas. Oh come yins, oh come yins to Bethel Park. You'll get all your favorite Christmas classics sung by your father's derelict friend, Mike, a relatively harmless guy who just really needs this right now. Park cotton bells, sweet silver bells, lay on bell, all kind of bells. Hey, dude, what's up? This gets me pumped. Steeler games on, singing this song. Oh, look out. He grabbed the guitar from your childhood bedroom. He's unplugged and overserved. It's your dad's buddy as you've seen him many times before. Rockin' around the Christmas tree and your Nana's all f***ed up. She had a few drinks, now she's saying stuff that would make Kanye West blush. When you were 14, Mike cornered you and told you your mom was a very special lady. And if things had played out a little differently, maybe he'd be your dad. And just like that conversation, this compilation is completely unforgettable. Santa baby... I've been good in all that I wants Two watts Couple of Haywards and um Order in the next ten minutes and you'll also receive a one-hour bonus disc of cheeky banter. <laughs> Police Navi Dodge? Sure. I mean, can the pirates afford them, though? Here's my question. Frankincense is weed, right? It's like apostle code for weed or Your dad's buddy Christmas. Available on CD at Select Sunoco's. Believe it or not, he doesn't even touch the Mason Rudolph reindeer thing. Imagine if you had trading cards of all your dad's friends from when you were a kid. Oh, cool. How sick that would be. <laughs> oh, man. It'd be a real hit parade. What would the stats be? Like how many times they've showed up on Beers drank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, unannounced visits. Swear words around you. Uh, it would be great. Well, maybe that'll be a summertime project. But John, with the holidays here, and I'm starting to feel the Christmas spirit a little bit. Yeah, me too. The holidays are a time of 
making peace, I think. And very often, something happens in your life, something so minor, and you become adversarial, John. We don't want that. No one wants that. You can't live life like that. And in the spirit of Christmas and the spirit of new beginnings and the forthcoming new year, we decided that we would write some letters to some folks in and around Pittsburgh to kind of turn that page and to look forward and not behind. To the elderly man who routinely urinates in the alley next to my house. Dearest neighbor, I hope this little holiday greeting card finds you well. In a world full of wishy-washy snowflakes, I know I can always count on you to chain smoke as many cigs as possible, day after day. But it's not like you only leave tobacco products. You also never fail to throw less than a half of a loaf of white bread into the street for birds to come and eat, which they never do. But you keep throwing it out there. There's nothing like pulling up to the house after returning from a Christmas party only to step in wet cigarette-scented bread that's been rained on. Just feels like home. Anyways, I hope your prostate thing gets better. Just remember, that diagnosis gives you carte blanche forever to curse loudly to yourself as you piss in the alley, in plain view, day or night. The important thing is that you piss where you want. God bless you. Merry Christmas, you old rascal. To the woman across the street who cares very deeply about her cats. Howdy, neighbor. I hope your holiday season is off to a great start. It's hard to believe 2023 is almost upon us. In these times of dubiety, it's a great comfort to know that your shrill voice will always be there every morning at 6 a.m. as you begin the 90-minute process of calling your cats inside. There's also your ability to whistle louder than any human being I've ever met. Your terrifying whistling never fails to snap me out of a deep sleep and think, if only for a moment, that Omar from The Wire is outside my home. I often wonder why the tune couldn't be something warm and inviting, like Sweet Georgia Brown or the theme from The Andy Griffith Show, and less like something a possessed doll would whistle before it murdered an old woman. But I've never trained a clouder of semi-feral cats, so I will have to defer to your expertise. Here's to another year, and happy holidays. John, I was talking to a coworker recently, and they're sort of known for being a bit of an old soul when it comes to everything, I would say. Mm. So anyway, we're talking about holiday drinks at this upcoming holiday party, and uh, he's like, you know what I've been getting really into? Ale flips. And I'm like, what is an ale flip? Heated beer, okay, heated to like 190, 200 degrees, with three ounces of brandy in it, and there's like molasses you put in there, but you but you also put in two eggs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and the flip, he's like explaining. He's like, and then you pour it between two cups, and that's where the flip happens. And I'm like, so what? Ha- just what happens to the eggs? And he's like, well, the eggs are they're turned into like a, a whip. It sounded extremely Sounds gross. Like a great way to get salmonella. The ale flip is like. I'm just going to I'm going to have one drink which is going to be essentially breakfast there's two eggs in yeah. there and then but the low key thing is that it's like four drinks cuz it's like a beer and like three shots of brandy, brandy or something in there the right. way he explained it was so legit sounding yeah this is the buttery nipple guy i know this Correct. guy yeah go ahead and ex- you can explain we were that once out with this gentleman around the holidays and uh-huh. he was we were ripping beers maybe a little whiskey or a mule 
and he was steady ordering the buttery nipples. <laughs> getting turnt off the buttery which, nips. Which, what is in a buttery... Like, I, I knew that night, yeah. and I've never known since. The man likes drink craftsmanship. I love it, and I, I support him. Ale flip. I'm going to try to get him to order one in this situationally inappropriate setting we're going to be in later in the week, and I will report back my findings. Please do. I'll try to video it watching some bartender heat a beer in a, in a microwave <laughs> with two raw eggs. So stay tuned for that next week, I assure you. So yeah, you know, this time of year, everybody's working on their Christmas list. We're working to fulfill one. I was wondering, I was thinking about a couple of Steelers. What do you think's on their Christmas list, right? So I was thinking about our boy, Deontay Johnson. He really wants a touchdown. He got close, you know? That's got to be on there. Every time he touches the ball, it's newsworthy because he moves up in whatever ranking of, that's three million catches right. without a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like the better he does, the worse it is. Yeah, it's sad. And there's Mason. We all know what Mason wants. I have my answer. Go, You go with your answer first. Uh, he wants Ben Roethlisberger to horribly embarrass himself at a golf outing in like 20 years where like people don't care anymore who Ben was or who Mason was but they're both there and Mason like wins the cup and Ben is like a drunk fool and Mason everybody's finally like you know what Mason was the better man all along Mason's still very fit yeah Mason is 47 and like looks like he could still play gets into CrossFit owns, owns multiple CrossFit gyms some offshoot of CrossFit, yeah. yet to be even discovered. Right. Derek Watt, I know what he wants. He wants to ha- have, like, some weird Olsen twins thing to happen where, like, <laughs> TJ gets hurt and, like, they don't have enough jerseys. And it's like, he's like, wait a second. He puts on the jersey and he's 90 and he goes in there. Becomes TJ. And he, like, does really well. But then it's like it's a predicament and he takes off the helmet and they're like, wait, we should have appreciated Derek more all along. Derek was TJ, and he's, like, changing jerseys between... He's, like, playing both positions. Okay. That's what he wants. Yeah. But let's let's talk about the most important, our special boy. Let's talk about our special boy. Who's that? Kenny. Kenny? Yeah. What does he want? I don't know. Let me think about this one. What do you think he wants? Maybe a new new coordinator? I'd like to go for a walk with him, you know? Like, after, the, after Pitt homecoming, I'd like to just, you know, see all the old gang... And uh, you know, and have a good good time, and just just walk with them, like and a sixty minute style interview. You're walking, kind of like kind of like uh, you know, just walk with them and and ask them, well, what is it? What is it you want, Kenny? <laughs> what do you What do you want? You want the moon? Oh, just just say the word, and I'll, I'll throw a lasso around it and pull it down. Hey, hey, that's a pretty good idea, Kenny. I'll give you the moon. What do you think, Ken? And then you can swallow it. And it'll all dissolve. He's see? like, stop. And the moonbeams will shoot out of your fingers and your toes and ends of your hair. Am I talking too much? I think that's great. I am imagining Art Rooney the second having that <laughs> as George <laughs> Bailey having yeah. that second with Kenny Pickett is that warms the cockles of my heart. Mm. On now to the Raiders. The Raiders, the Berman Raiders thing. <laughs> the Raiders. The Raiders are six and eight. Yeah, they appear to be also not very good. Mm-hmm. But with the exception of last week's walk-off winner in New England, right. which was the coolest thing I've ever seen, that never happens to a Belichick team, that and that it 
showed wow that they're human. Mm-hmm. Guess they miss Gunner. Gunner Olchesky <laughs> wouldn't have ever let that happen, right? For fear, out of just out of the pure fear. Of, yeah. And then Mac Jones getting stiff armed to the ground. Okay, look, the point is the Raiders appear to be extremely unlucky. Yeah. But when the Steelers schedule is released every year, you go down the the list and you try to project what the Steelers final record might be Mm -hmm. and you're like talking yourself into they could beat the Chiefs I think that they could beat the Chiefs and here's how it'll happen Uh, they're gonna split with the Ravens sweep the Browns the Bengals are bullshit they're gonna sweep the Bengals this year you get to the Raiders Mm. every time I'm like that's Uh, a loss yeah they're going to lose to the Raiders why do we always lose to the Raiders in this century I don't know we've lost to Terrell Pryor We've lost to Bruce Gratkowski. We've lost to some really bad Raiders teams. It's always terrifying. It looks like it's going to be the worst game ever in terms of the fan experience because this game was set up for sickos to avoid their family. Mm -hmm. I shouldn't say sickos. I mean, I'm a little sick myself. But unfortunately, I can't go. I would like to go. It's a low of seven degrees on Saturday, John. The Tribune Review said it might be the coldest game since, like, 89. Wow. Yeah, and and it's also, it's at 8 o'clock at night. There's not going to be any sun. I'm sure it'll be windy. And this would just add, to be at that game, and if the Steelers are to lose, how terrible that would be. Like, I got two of my toes (laughs) amputated. Right. Your whole family's mad at you. And the Steelers, (laughs) yeah, right, exactly. I feel like the last five years, it's been a real mess of St. Louis Rams. Now they're back in L.A., Mm. and the San Diego Chargers are in L.A., and then... They moved the Raiders around, and now they're in Las Vegas. It'd be hard for me to put myself in the shoes of a Raiders fan. Mm-hmm. Like, would I care? You know, I, I wanted some perspective on this. I hit up my friend Jackie, who's he's a Western PA guy, but he's been living in Vegas for like 10 years, and he's very plugged in. He's very plugged into the local sports okay. scene. Here's my buddy Jackie on the hotline. Hello, this is Jackie calling you from fabulous Las Vegas um, by way of Western Pennsylvania. The Raiders have been embraced by this city partly because they were already embraced by this city. One in four residents of Nevada come from California. So the, the Raider DNA has been here for quite a while. Um, most notably, though, the state of Nevada has issued license plates all black Raiders emblem and where there's a couple little letters on some plates, you know, like the save the manatees might have an S and an M. Uh, The Raiders plates have an AL for Al Davis. So they are kind of giving that nod to history, but I can tell you, if you want to compare them to the, the VGK, the, the Vegas golden Knights, the Knights are by far more embraced by everybody because it was a new thing. They like to say that it was, you know, Vegas-born, whereas a lot of people still have their NFL affiliations here. The Cowboys, the Steelers um, are both very popular teams out here already. Uh, A little bit of the Broncos, because you have that mountain, uh, intermountain west connection. So uh, they are not the Knights, but they are still loved. And identity-wise, I think they fit in just fine. You know, we're just a short trip up the I-15 from – from LA and so the silver and black's definitely been here and and the presence is growing. All right, I certainly feel like I know 
the enemy a little bit more. Yeah, that's helpful. Makes sense. Have you ever been to Vegas? No. Me neither. Let's do it. We should. We should do a show. The three of us and what could go wrong? Nothing. I'm excited for you for the prospect of this, if for no other reason than to craft a pitch to our significant others. Like, it's for work. It's not a fun trip. It's a business trip. It's a slap around on your little podcast, John. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I want to get to here on the Raiders. John, where do you come down on Derek Carr? I think he's a punk sucker. Really? Yeah. I think that I don't watch a lot of Raiders games. I feel like I've seen him cry a lot. Really? Yeah. Remember that kid that like just, you know, it wasn't even that he was, he just like cried a lot, you know, growing up. It's okay, man. It's I don't right. know. Let me let me throw my Derek Carr thing okay. at you. His brother was an NFL quarterback. First round, first pick overall. It didn't go well, but once it gets in your family's bloodstream, and Derek Carr to me has always looked like the emo kid who was never permitted by his family to express those feelings because it yeah. always looks like he's wearing dark eyeliner. It does. And so his brother's drafted one overall, and his parents are like, Listen, Derek. See, Derek. See, look at David. Yeah. Look no further than your brother David. Your brother David's out there achieving. What right. are you doing? You want to play your little bass guitar, Derek? Yeah. Is that what you want to do? I had him down for bass in my mind, too. Yeah, dude, for sure. He kind of looks like Danzig with short hair. Huh. He has he has just kind of that, the vibe he gives off is like, you know, this is the lease in life that I've chosen, and it's great, and I'm thankful, but like... I just wish that I was heard a little more right. when I was a kid because I had some other passions. Dude, I would bet $1,000 that Derek Carr definitely wore like two leather bracelets at one time in his life. Looking at him through that prism makes me appreciate Derek Carr. Okay. I like him for the reason that his parents suppressed the creativity that he felt he needed to express within his heart so that he could go on to be a quarterback that is so average mm -hmm. that you're like, whoa, Derek Carr's been in the league nine years? Is that yeah, true? What? So I like him. Yeah. All this to say, I like Derek Carr. Okay. And the Steelers have lost to way worse quarterbacks. This is true. Certainly ones that played for the Raiders. All right. I have a special treat for both of you. Ooh. I saw this at the community market down here a few weeks ago, and it Gave me a lot of questions. Well, maybe we could answer some of those questions on the show. Check this out. Turkey Hill ice cream. Mystery flavor. Ooh, what? Why? Why, indeed. <laughs> it was too intriguing. Will you guys try it? <laughs> but, all right. Mm. All right, so first reactions here. What do you <laughs> first think? First reaction, there's like... Something purpley. See, this is the thing. Is it like a gummy or the uh, the jelly beans where they How make far, the gross? Yeah. The mystery of flavor this month is <laughs> yeah. booger, folks. I'm, I'm going to get some of All this right, purple. Go ahead. What do you think? What are you getting notes of? <laughs> notes of something smoky and chocolatey at the end. Pur purple chocolate is what I'm going with. Pur perp. I'm going to give you the answer. Okay. It's blueberry pancake. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Purpley, chocolatey, blueberry <laughs> pancake. I'm yeah. going to give you partial credit. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of questions about how this came to be. Did the matriarch uh, of Turkey Hill pass away and then leave the company 
to her insane grandson, the yeah. last living relative. And he wants to turn Turkey Hill ice cream upside down. He yeah. wants to put it on the map. He's sort of the bad boy, the disruptor in the space. And the guy's like wearing aviators, cut off shirt. Yeah. He's like, how about this? Mystery flavor. And they're like, everyone in the boardroom's 75 and older. They're like, that's insane. It'll never work. But he does have like one ally on the board that like, kind of like his Alfred, you know, like, yeah. who, who's like <laughs> the guy that like will do crazy stuff for him. Like, I know he's young and has no experience in the ice cream game, but damn it, Gertrude would have wanted this. She would have wanted us to spread our wings. We have to expand. It's expand or die. We're getting killed by Kemp's in the marketplace. Maybe the real mystery is like, this is exactly why they do it. Yeah. So that you can be like, yeah, I found out firsthand what's in there. That's going to do it for the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast. Huge shout-out to the Bloomfield Leader Toffle. That's where we recorded this episode. The Bloomfield Leader Toffle also is where the Honky Tonks happen. Those will be back in session pretty soon, hosted by your very own John Binley. Big shout-out to Ben Stonium. Check us out wherever you listen to your podcasts and on YouTube. It's the Untitled Pittsburgh Sports Comedy Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.